It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to another postseason edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. As we continue to wrap up the 2019-20 season, our special guest on this week's edition of Under the Hood is Indy Fuel forward Spencer Watson, who set a club record with 31 goals this season and piled up a number of team and league honors as well. We'll get you to Spencer later on in the show. But before we get to that, first of all, a big thank you to all of the Fuel fans and your generosity. The Fuel raised $13,320 from their jersey auction on Handbid this past week to raise money for the ECHL and PHPA player relief fund that will go to assist ECHL players who are in need from the early end to the season and of course uh, we want to thank uh, Paul Bizonette and his uh, crew at Spit and Chicklets as well as the ECHL and the Pro Hockey Players Association for setting that up and a number of teams uh, stepping up to take part in that and you the Fuel fans as well thank you for your generosity in uh, raising more than $13,000 for ECHL players in need. And uh, it was kind of a fun week to see that uh, fundraiser go on, especially uh, Craig Wisimerski and Alex Router were having some uh, friendly banter on social media trying to help uh, raise a little bit more money uh, between those two. Let's take a look at the Indy Fuels Awards. It was uh, time for the team awards this week. Normally we announce those this week during the end of season banquet, of course, uh, due to the COVID-19 of the coronavirus uh, restrictions and the fact that we're all trying to stay safe and uh, stay as isolated as we possibly can and as distant from each other as we possibly can so that uh, we can all... Uh, kind of prevent the spread and flatten the curve of this virus. Uh, we, uh, of course, weren't able to meet in person this year, but one thing the uh, Fuel did a great job of, and Mark Granda and Rachel O'Donnell and the uh, Fuel's communications team uh, announced these on social media, had a little bit of fan voting for some of them as well. But let's run down the team awards for you. First things first, the Unsung Hero Award, Darian Plouffe. 29 points in 49 games. He was second on the team with a plus 11. Uh, he was a key penalty killer. He centered the top line with Spencer Watson and Bobby McIntyre and uh, really had an outstanding season. Just doing everything in all situations. Uh, he was a penalty killer, uh, chipped in on the power play at times, and uh, was a key face-off guy. Played, as we mentioned, in all situations for the fuel. He was the guy uh, that you often put out there in the last minute to preserve a one-goal lead. And as much as he was somebody you put out there in the first minute uh, to set the tone for the game or the last minute when you were down by a goal and you needed one as well. And uh, Coach Doug Christensen said of Darian, he did everything for us this year. He played in every situation, was hugely impactful. And he said Spencer Watson and Bobby McIntyre wouldn't have had such a great year if it wasn't for Darian being the glue on that line. The rookie of the year was Jake Rizek. Here's a guy, and I've got to echo what Doug Christensen said. 
he just kept getting better as the year went on and watching him grow up in front of our eyes was one of the real great joys of this season. Coach Doug says he improved dramatically over the course of the year. He's an elite skater and he added a dynamic element to our team this season. The coach's award was Charles Williams. The goaltender went 18, 10 and three with a 2.81 goals against average 14th in the league. Coach Doug Christensen said he has a tireless work ethic. He was a fierce competitor, a selfless teammate and a true gentleman. Coach says what people don't see is how he helped create our culture and was the first one to welcome and help a new player in need. The coach's award was a new award this year that goes to a player who personifies the standards of what it means to be a member of the Indy Fuel and the team based on performance and commitment. The Fan Awards, the Game Changer Award, Bobby McIntyre Game Changer Award presented by Omnisource. Bobby Mack had 18 goals and 33 assists in 59 games this season. He was second on the team in scoring. The Defenseman of the Year presented by Burnside Express Collision, Craig Wizemerski, had 10 points, was plus 8 in 43 games with the Fuel, and uh, Doug Christensen has repeatedly described him as an elite defensive defenseman in the league, and he also uh, became the Indy Fuel's captain later on in the year. The Penalty Killing Award, you could have flipped a coin between Joe Sullivan and Michael Doherty, who are the finalists for this award. Joe Sullivan ends up winning it, um, and again, a tremendous year for Joe, not just as a penalty killer, but also in helping anchor what turned out to be the Fuel's checking line. He played with a number of different line mates during the year, but uh, Joe Sullivan had a fantastic season and scored a number of big goals. The team MVP and the leading scorer award go to the same person, and who else would it be? Spencer Watson, 31 goals, 59 points in 54 games. The 31 goals, a franchise record. He was tied for second on the team with a plus 11 rating. The only player who was... uh, Higher was plus 12, and that was Alex Krushelniski. And uh, Spencer led the ECHO with 11 power play goals. He was second in the league in goals to Toledo's Josh Kessner, who had 34. He was 11th in the league in points. And during the season, he had a league-high 15-game point scoring streak in November and December. So Spencer Watson, the Fuel's leading scorer, and the team MVP. A couple of other notes. Not only did Spencer lead the league in power play goals with 11, it was also the second straight year that Keone Teixeira led ECHL defenseman in power play points. He had 21 points on the power play, and that scoring streak for Spencer Watson this season was a league-high 15 games. Now, we've looked at the team awards, but for the first time in the Fuel six-year history, we see a Fuel player win a league-wide award, Spencer Watson was named the ECHL Sportsmanship Award recipient earlier this week. And you'll hear from Spencer about that here momentarily. But uh, Doug Christensen said of Spencer Watson, he loves to compete, wants to be the best. One of the things I like most about Spencer is he respects the game and his opponents. Those are Doug Christensen's word. The respect was clearly mutually evidenced by the fact that he won this award. To be selected by all of the other coaches in the league is a tremendous honor. He represented Indianapolis extremely well on and off the ice, and we look forward to watching his game develop in future years. That's Doug Christensen on Spencer Watson, the ECHL Sportsmanship Award recipient, and uh, congratulations to Spencer on that. Speaking of, he is our guest this week. 
on under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Fakes the slap shot as he walks the line over to Spencer Watson. Right circle. Fires and scores! Spencer Watson with a rip from the top of the right circle. Beats Hildebrand. High blocker. Here comes Bobby McIntyre the other way. Stick handles one on three. Feeds into the middle for Watson. He fires and scores! Spencer Watson gives the Fuel a 3-1 to lead with his 29th goal of the season off a great play by Bobby McIntyre coming up the right side and sweeping the puck to Watson on the doorstep. Works it low. Ramsey takes the forehand. Save man. Rebound. Score! Spencer Watson scores his 30th goal of the season. We're joined by Indy Fuel forward Spencer Watson on this week's edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. And first of all, Spencer, it's been uh, probably the longest month of our lives, it feels like. What have you been doing these last few days and weeks since the uh, season was uh, called to a close a little earlier than we had hoped? Uh, yeah, it's been uh, a very long uh, couple of weeks here um, after the season kind of ended so shortly. Um, yeah, I just try to keep try to keep myself busy. Um, kind of not really focused on, uh, what I can't do and maybe what I can. Um, you know, I, um, I've done a lot of, uh, you know, art things around the house. Um, you know, a bunch of video games, puzzles, uh, anything that you could probably think of. I've probably done it. Um, I've baked cookies and whatnot. It's been a, a whole lot of things just to keep busy. Um, a lot of walks and, um, you know, trying to stay active as well with all the gyms and everything closed too. So, um, yeah, I've just tried to keep myself busy and I'm pretty sure everyone's doing the same thing, uh, around the world here. So, yeah, as an athlete, how do you really try to stay in shape? You mentioned uh, walks, but since you can't go to the gym, are there some things you can do around the home to kind of allow yourself to work out? Uh, yeah, there's lots of things you can do. Um, you know, it's, uh, something as an athlete, you just kind of have to prepare for, um, mentally, uh, you know, that it's just got to get done, um, regardless of if there's, you know, no gyms open or whatnot, you got to kind of take it in your own hands. Uh, um, you can go on lots of runs. Um, you know, you don't really need weights and gyms to, uh, you know, get strong or at least you can focus on cardio or, um, again, walks, runs, you can go on long bike rides. Uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of online, like yoga workouts and, um, body weight indoor workouts that you can do. So, um, you know, I've kind of tried to do a little bit of everything and, and at the same time try to recover from, you know, a long but short season. Uh, and then, uh, um, kind of ramp it up as everything starts to pick up uh, around the world. The last couple of weeks, you've received a couple of honors, and we'll start with being uh, chosen as the team's most valuable player, the Fuels MVP this season. What did that mean to you uh, to be uh, nominated by uh, your coach and this year chosen by the fans to be uh, the team's most valuable player? It was a huge honor. I think, uh, um, you know, I was sitting there looking at Twitter, seeing, oh, um, uh, you know, I was nominated and, um, again, nominated with two, uh, really great players as well. Um, you know, I've known Willie and, uh, Wiz for the last two years now and they're, um, 
huge competitors. They're they're always fan favorites. Um, you know, so it's kind of special to be up against those guys. And I mean, I think there were a lot of anyone on our team could have um, stepped in and uh, you know got a crack at that. But um, for me personally, it was uh, really special to see that uh, you know the organization and the fans uh, you know get behind me and uh, voted for me and. Um, I think that shows them to our team success, success and also uh, for my success uh, during this year. I think uh, a lot of people caught on, and um, you know it's special that people people noticed it. And earlier this week, you were chosen as the ECHL Sportsmanship Award winner. Or uh, for those who are more familiar with the NHL, it's essentially the ECHL's equivalent of the Lady Bing Trophy, which is a significant honor and uh, you're the first fuel player in the six-year history of the franchise to receive a a league-wide end-of-season award what does that mean to you to be recognized by the other coaches as well as the media members and the broadcasters and the people who are watching you from afar um, to be selected as such for the uh, quality of play on the ice but also what you do on and off the ice and how you carry yourself. It's it's a huge honor. I think anytime you can uh, pick up a league-wide award, uh, you know, there's not many out there. And um, the fact that, you know, the, the surrounding um, people um, watching you play in, day in, day out um, took notice of that. And uh, to, to think that you were ch- chosen uh, um, before all the rest of the amazing talent in the league is is a is a big honor and uh, I think it shows um, a lot to my character and um, I, yeah um, you know I'm not gonna say kind of speechless but it's uh, it's something I, I you don't even think about during the year and then you know it happens and you're like wow that was uh, that was a pretty special thing to to be be nominated for and um, you know, I'm very proud of myself for that. And, uh, again, it's, it's a huge honor. Um, you, you kind of never think that it's going to happen, but at the same time, if it does, you're, uh, you're more than excited to, um, accept it. And you finished the year with 31 goals in just 54 games, second leading scorer in the league. And, it's your third professional season. You've had 20 goals in each of your three years, but your game really seemed to take an extra step to another level this year. What was it about your overall game that improved from last summer to this year that allowed you to have the year you had? Yeah. Um, obviously, I've had a little bit of success in my first two pro years, and um, I think there's a, a, a lot of confidence building. Um you know, especially coming off um, two pretty solid years, uh, I I want to say that it helped that coming into an organization that I kind of knew from last year. Um, you know, Doug Doug has done a lot for me, and you know, it's kind of easy to play under him after knowing that um, you know you enjoyed him last year. And know know what he expects from uh, Manchester, so. Um, I think that only helped coming into, you know, an environment I knew, um, a coach I knew. And then again, I think we had, um, a really good solid team around me that helped me with my success this year. 
um, you know, I, I can credit them all day long. Uh, and for myself, I think, you know, I worked really hard in the summer. Um, I had a goal to, you know, prove to everyone that, you know, I can, uh, can make it to the next level. Um, you know, my goal this year was to get a call up, uh, which, which happened. Um, and I think I was just hungry to, to not prove myself, but just to kind of give that extra little oomph to, you know, get, get to where I need to be. How did you develop chemistry? You spent most of the year with Bobby McIntyre and Darian Plouffe. How did you three function well together as a line? Yeah, it's it's funny. Like you, going into the year, you don't know you don't know much of these players. I knew Bobby just from playing against him um, here and there, especially in the OHL. But um, you know, he was on different divisions, so I never really played against him too much. Uh, but yeah, it's funny how chemistry just kind of clicks, you know. Um, I think there was a really good dynamic between all three of us. Uh, you know, Bobby with the speed, um, you know, he has AHL experience. He he loves to just wheel and um, make plays, and, and he, he sees the ice pretty well, um, really well. And then Plouffe, he, he, he was, uh, like Doug said, just the glue guy on our on our line, he he did everything right. He, um, you know, he he went into the corners. He, he would bow in day in day out. He, um, I think he he led our team in uh, overtime winning goals. Like he stepped up hugely, and um, I think with the dynamic of how each of us played, um, it just kind of put itself together, and it was like one giant player out there you know um, everyone kind of picked up in different role and uh it seemed to work really well when you're on a line that's clicking the way that the tr- three of you did this year how much fun is it to play hockey you know you, you certainly enjoy going out every um every game uh, it makes it a lot easier on on yourself um you know you, you get out there you're having fun you're everything's clicking you you know how the other player on your line is going to react so you don't have to worry about you know not being in the right position because you trust them uh it it's fun and uh when it's fun it, it just it just keeps rolling um i know that you know you you, you look past um you blink your eyes and it's it's 10 games you're on a 10 game skid and, and you've been playing amazing and um, it just happened so fast that you don't even realize that wow like we've been pretty pretty hot lately but it's it's one of those things that just happens and and it's one of the better feelings to have um, during a year when you have a line that's clicking and just firing and all cylinders it's, it's, it's pretty fun and it just makes the game a whole lot easier especially going down the stretch when it's um, getting pretty tough. Early in the season, you had a 14-game scoring streak, which was the longest in the league this year. It was a franchise record. If you can go back to that time in November, December, what was clicking for you uh, personally? Was it one of those streaks where not only were you clicking with your line mates, but you were, uh, say, I know in basketball they use the term that the, the basket looks like it's about four times as big as it really is when you're really hot. Uh, 
you know, the, the corners of the nets were a little bit uh, more open or available for you. What was that like to be on a streak like that where you were playing well and fighting the score sheet each and every night? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's something I never, never really thought would, would happen because I, it, it's such a tough league and it's, uh, to get a streak like that just, it's hard. It's, uh, you know, you gotta be on, on your game, um, day in, day out. Um, maybe a little bit of luck here and there. Um, you know, maybe, maybe a, a, a pass off the board. Someone goes in and scores or, or you, you pick up a assist late in the game. Um, but I, I have, I, I truly believe that it happens for a reason. And, um, again, if, if you're, if you're putting on the skates every night and, uh, Going out there and working your hardest, uh, there's a good chance something's good gonna something good is gonna happen. And, and for those 14 games, um, there were some nights where you just knew, like you, you just knew that, hey, this is this is my night and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. And um, I also think it it helps not to think of it, about it. You know, if you just go out there and play, it'll take care of yourself. And I got reminded a couple times from you know my dad. And, people around me that hey like you don't have to worry about it like just just go out and play because it, it'll happen regardless and if it doesn't then just start a new streak so um it was it was cool to have happen and um something i've never had happen before i don't think i don't think i've been close to anything like that and um i've definitely considered myself um you know it, I, I come in bunches and um, for those 14 games, it was uh, nothing but, and it was it was pretty cool to happen. What was it like this year to be kind of the go-to player, the player that's kind of looked to in a lot of the big situations with a lot of talented players around you? Yeah, it was special. Um, you know, you, you take a look um, at a lineup up and down, and all all through all through it, there's so many good players. Um, probably one of the deepest um, talent pool I've, I've had on a team in a long time, and uh, it's it's special to be looked looked at um, each and every night to go get that goal or um, you know set up a power play or um, you know be out there in the last couple of minutes or um, you know be relied on to get maybe get a goal or, or create a play. It's, um, as a player, I think that's what drives you to play. Um, that's what drives me. I love, I love those, uh, pressure situations. I want to be that one, um, out there, um, you know, and relied on. And I think everyone does. And, um, to, to see that you, you were put out there and, and thought of, um, throughout the whole season with, with, the group of guys you had is uh is a really really cool compliment to yourself and uh um and i think it only it only improves your game because you want to you want to step it up just that much more you know five years in the ontario hockey league before uh turning pro how did that league with the quality of players you played with and against over those five years uh how did that prepare you for professional hockey? 
Yeah, it, it pretty much is professional hockey. Um, you know, you're doing the same routines as you do here. Um, you know, practices are a bit later, but it's still the same concept. You're, you're in each day. Um, you're practicing. You have, you have a pretty much a, the same amount of games you play here. Um, there's travel. It's, it's pretty much like a mini pro hockey. Um, and I think it helped me a lot. Um, especially knowing how to, manage my body and how to kind of push through those late games when you're you're exhausted and tired and and the games are getting tighter and it's it's a bit harder than at the start of the year i think it i think having already gone through that for five years actually um you know helped me a lot in in the process of um getting to know the pro game um again there was still a lot i've had to learn and a lot I still need to learn but um, playing in that league it was uh, it was a huge step in the right direction especially experiencing pro hockey and if you look at all the players I did play with uh, once they were in the NHL it's um, it's cool to think that hey you played with them or against them and um, you know you just got to keep working and hopefully you're joining them up there one day uh, you mentioned uh, a lot of players you've played with and against in the NHL. I know Sam Bennett was your line mate in your draft year in Kingston. Uh, yeah. What was it like playing with him? Yeah, it was good. It was um, it was kind of like uh, you know almost playing with with uh, Bobby in the sense that you just gotta um, find the open areas or or sneak in back door because you know you know um, you know he's gonna take the puck and. Um, you know, beat that D wide, or um, there's always going to be an opportunity um, when everyone's focused on them. So, um, you know, he was a great player. Um, obviously, it shows he's he's in the NHL now and um, doing really well. So, uh, I think again, I think in my early years, I had a good connection with him and um, um, and. Another line made of ours, uh, Eichen, and um, again, uh, we had a good connection, and um, you know, it shows when you have a good line, um, a, good, a pretty good team, and then you're just hungry to win. And um, you know, playing with him and just all the other guys that you know you've seen um, make it to the next level, it kind of gives you hope that hey, like I was right there with them, and uh, you know, it's only a matter of time. Your last year in junior, you had a chance to go on a big playoff run with Mississauga, went to the championship series in the OHL. What was that like going through a long playoff run, and how did that help prepare you for what you hope will be a long playoff run at some point at uh, in the professional ranks? I think for me it was uh, kind of what, what I needed, um, to make it here and, uh, um, make it to the next level. I've had a lot of really good, um, regular seasons, but, um, I've never went too far in the playoffs, but, um, for me to go deep into those playoffs and, um, be a huge part of our team's winning success, uh, I think that's what I needed 
to to kind of solidify like hey i'm I'm ready for the next step because playoff hockey is something way different than uh than any sort of regular season game it's uh it's a battle and uh each team wants to win really bad and um but that's where the fun is and um I think I still look back to those days and and draw from all that experience and you know I hope to one day be able to do that and go go far like we did and um you know I think it's too bad we didn't get a chance to do it this year but um I think years to come uh, I think um it'll be nice to go on a long playoff run again those are those are something that don't come often and um, you got to cherish every every second of those where do you see yourself career-wise moving forward from here, and what are your goals for next year? Yeah, um, you know, obviously, I I came into this year, and you know, I want to make it as far as I can, and um, I really focused on you know proving myself and and you know battling for that next contract, wherever that'll be. Um, you know, my main goal is to to make it up the ladder. So um, we'll see throughout the summer where, where that is looking. But um, again, I have a big summer ahead of me, uh, you know, workouts, skating, um, getting stronger, um, getting back to, you know, how I was at the start of the year. And I think I've learned a lot and I really want to make it to uh, the next level and prove myself and go from there. But if, uh, I think hockey has a funny way of just telling you that where you are is where you're meant to be at that stage. And, um, so again, I, I've never put too much pressure on where I start a year. It's more, you know, where you finish type thing. So again, it's, it's early on in the summer and you don't know, uh, kind of how all those things, you know, shake up and whatnot. But, um, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to put too much pressure on um, any contract things right now, but um, you know it would be special to get a, a chance to move up. And you know, if not, I think um, you know everyone knows how much I love Indy and how how much I love Doug. And uh, I don't think there'd be a hesitation on mine if that uh, that that opportunity came knocking again. So yeah. You mentioned uh, talking to your father earlier, and I know you've got a twin brother who also plays. So what are some of the life and hockey lessons you've learned from family growing up over the years? Yeah, I have a twin brother, so um, definitely helped me develop as a hockey player growing up. We've we've always had that competitive edge, and we've always played together growing up. So I think... Uh, We've both pushed each other to, um, to succeed. And it's kind of a special pairing to have. Not many people have a, a brother, yet alone a brother the same age that enjoy the same things you do. So, um, I would contribute a lot of my success to him and a lot of his success to me. Um, it's cool during the season to, to look at each other's, um, you know, records and games and on off days, if one's playing, you watch them and on 
and then they watch you. It's it's kind of a special thing, and I I think um, my dad my dad really really has supported both of us, and he's he's given us all the all the opportunities, whether it's you know making a backyard rink or um, driving us to practices and games and um, kind of giving us lessons that he's learned throughout his young um, young hockey life uh, when he kind of played in Woodstock and whatnot he uh, you know he's he's given us all the tools to succeed and now I just think he's here to you know sit back and watch and um, I know for him he he loves traveling and watching us play and um, I don't think he changed a thing and and I think he's been a huge part in both of our hockey careers and I don't think that'll stop anytime soon so um, yeah it's good to have family that that get the game and you know that are supportive of you and that kind of push you to to be great I'll say, and you've been a goal scorer really throughout your career, going back to junior and into the pro ranks. You've had, I believe, eight consecutive 20 goal seasons in either junior or in the ECHL. While you've always been a goal scorer and that's been a big part of your game, how do you develop the other parts of the game and being a really reliable three zone player as you were this year for Indy? Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's been one of my main focuses for a lot of years to uh, to get to where I need to be, and I know that that defensive side of the game and and, and being able to you know play in last minute situations has been one of the things I've worked on the hardest. And I think if you ask Doug or any of my coaches, they they would say the same thing. I'm obviously I love to score and. I think uh, Doug put it into good words this year that, you know, he always kept reminding me that, you know, good my good defensive habits and good good D zone lead to my offense and and I think he's bang on about that. I've worked really hard and to where I am now and I still think there's there's more to learn and um but again I've really focused on being that player that not only can score but can can get back or backtrack or make the right play in the D, D zone to start offense again. What's your first hockey memory? My my first hockey memory is probably skating in my backyard rink. Um, that's kind of what me and my brother grew up doing. Um, you know, my dad and my neighbors, we had a connecting backyard, so we we just they decided to make a big big rink in the backyard, and I think there are many times when me and my brother would be out there for hours just playing around and and enjoying it, and I think that's where the fun and the the creativity in both our games came from. It's just out there on our rink, you know, whether it was shooting pucks or you know playing with the tennis ball to get our hand-eye coordination um whatever it was we we were out there every every day every night just playing and i i look back there when it's when the game's tough and just remember that hey it's 
just a fun game that you picked up and uh, don't put too much pressure on on what you need to do. Just just go out and have fun. Who were some of the biggest influences you had growing up and maybe a player or two that you looked up to, a favorite player growing up? Uh, influences would definitely be, you know, my parents and my brother. Uh, you know, if, if it wasn't for all three of them, I don't know if I'd be here right now. They, they definitely helped in every aspect, pushed me and, believed in in me and um you know i think family is the most important aspect in everyone's career and in, in their life so i'm fortunate to be able to have those those three by my side and you know again looking up i i had a favorite hockey player i think at the time it was matt Sandin. um i just loved how he just carried the maple leafs for so many years <laughs> Um, and his scoring ability, you know, he, he would find ways to muscle a puck in and out or, um, you know, he, he was always that guy that the Leafs looked off, looked, looked towards. So, um, I'd say, you know, that was my favorite player growing up, but, um, again, influences my parents and my brother. Um, that was my favorite hockey player growing up, and I just love watching hockey in general. Um, you know, you learn a lot just by watching um, games here and there, and uh, it's uh, it's something that you know a lot of people do today. Um, so, yeah, uh, those are probably my influences. What have you enjoyed most about playing in Indy this year? I. I, I could probably name off a, a whole lot of things. It was, uh, you know, I loved, uh, from the first time I, I stepped in the Indy Coliseum. I loved the, the character to the arena. Um, I loved the staff. Um, everyone was so friendly and, you know, just willing to, to help you out regardless of the situation. Um, obviously the fans are, are, are top notch. Um, it was nice to um, come in day and day out and have fans there that supported you and cheered you on. Um, and then I think creating just a winning culture in Indy was something that you know I I enjoyed a lot, and I I know a lot of our players did. Uh, and I, I think we just had a special group of guys that you know don't come around that often, but when it does, you. You just got to cherish every second of it, and um, it was it was a really special town and a really special year. And um, again, there's probably so many things I could go off about, but uh, I think those kind of touch base on 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 the on the main ones. I ask everybody this question: uh, outside of your home rink this year in Indy. What is your favorite building you've played in? It could be a building you played in in junior, maybe a road rink. Uh, where's a place you've really enjoyed playing? Mm. Um, I'd have to think about this. Uh, um, you know, I could say, um, you know, my in junior when I played in my hometown in London, uh, nine thousand fans is 
there was nothing quite like it and we only played them once once a year so it was a it was a big one on my schedule um you know kind of like a like a homecoming almost each year um so i'd say that would be in junior and um and i was fortunate enough to play in, in the vegas Knights first um preseason nhl game which is pretty awesome pulled out um preseason game uh i don't think i'll ever live that one down either so um i'd have to say those are the two um most memorable ones i I would say um but again there's there's lots lots of ones out there that i'm sure could come to mind as well What's a favorite memory, a favorite moment from your career as a hockey player? Um, wow. Uh, you know, I, I won the, the gold medal in the Ivan Holinka, which is a really special moment. I think my, it was in the Czech Republic and Slovakia at that time. So something I had never done before and never, Never traveled outside of the U.S. and Canada, so that was a was a pretty huge step. And to be able to go there and, and win the Holinka tournament, um, you know, with my dad there, I think that was probably one of my most memorable hockey moments um, in my my career. Is it especially more so because you got a chance to represent your country and to wear a sweater that said Canada on it? Yeah, I think anytime you can win anything with your um, country logo right on the right on the front of the jersey, it it speaks to um, your hockey career. And you know, only the um, the best of the best get get picked for that. So for you to make it there um, is a huge honor. Um, any regardless of of how big or how how small the tournament is, it's if you're able to play for your country, it's a pretty special thing. And uh, to win is even more special. Um, you know, you know, country's proud of you and, um, you know, you did your part to represent it well. Now, the last question here, what's something you'd like to say to the fans in Indianapolis as we head into the off season and the summer? Yeah, I'd love to just tell them, uh, first of all, I hope they're all staying safe and, um, it is a tough time around the world, but I know as a hockey community and, uh, um, hockey fans, we're all taking the right, um, measures to, you know, get past this and then look forward to next season. Uh, I'd love to thank them for all their support in the team and for myself and, and just for making each and every night, uh, you know, a special night, regardless of the game or regardless of the situation, they were always there for us, cheering us on and, and, you know, giving us all the support we needed to, you know, have a winning team. And I hope they enjoyed every, every last second of, of this really awesome year. And, you know, I, I know there's more to come throughout. So, um, you know, it was special, and, and as a team and as a player, we thank them for um, giving us uh, all they had, and in return, we gave them all we had. Well, it was a lot of fun uh, from my vantage point 
watching you guys play this year. It was a really special team, and uh, I feel fortunate to have been a small part of it. And uh, thanks to you and the guys as well for making it such a special year. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, it's one of those years you just don't you won't ever forget. So um, I'm happy that everyone was a part of it, and hopefully, you know, they'll experience one. Um, similar, if not um, better, going into playoffs next year. So, well, Spencer Watson, thanks for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel, and have a good summer. Yeah, thank you. You as well, and uh, stay safe. It's Indy Fuel forward Spencer Watson joining us on this edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. And we want to thank Spencer Watson for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. Spencer, the team MVP and the ECHL Sportsmanship Award recipient for the 2019-20 season. And of course, we want to thank you for listening. You can subscribe to the podcast on the SoundCloud app as well as SoundCloud.com on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your favorite podcast app. We'd love to encourage you to leave a review as well, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, or Spotify. We'd love to hear from you, and a good review also pushes up our podcast ratings so we're a little bit more visible on all of those platforms. Also, a reminder, all of our podcasts are archived in all of those places, so you can go back and listen to any of our previous podcast episodes. We've wrapped up the 2019-20 season with a bunch, a highlight show, an audio version of our YouTube chat with Fuel owner and chairman Jim Hallett that was on the Fuel's YouTube channel a couple of weeks back. Also, you can enjoy conversations with head coach Doug Christensen, as well as my outstanding broadcast partner Nick Olchek, and this one as well that you've been enjoying with Spencer Watson. Again, I want to thank Spencer for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening. Wherever you are from across North America or Europe, stay safe, stay healthy. For our guest, Spencer Watson, I am Andrew Smith. Thanks for listening to this edition of Under the Hood. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, Keep visiting IndieFuelHockey.com.